Hey, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the podcast. I truly, truly appreciate you. Whether you are a longtime listener, remember listening to the very, very beginning episodes, or whether this is your first time listening to this podcast, just thank you. I just want to say thank you for supporting, for clicking play, for listening. And that's it. I ain't going to take much of your time. That's all I wanted to say. So let's get into this episode. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Dental Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Arias. And in this episode, I am speaking with Dr. Mariam Motelag. Research has shown that you start grinding. It's not all stress-related. You grind to open up your airway. Uh, so because the pandemic affected the airway so much, people were grinding more. And on top of that, the stress, you know, the economic stress and people suffered through caused more grinding. So it's kind of like, like somatopsychic and psychosomatic uh, problem. My message to dentists is just to screen for it. You are the ones that you see the patient every six months, not their medical doctor. And there's so many signs and symptoms in the mouth that you can quickly screen it. And, you know, these days, home sleep studies are so inexpensive. Under, under three, $400, you can have a home sleep study done for your patients that is diagnosed by uh, physicians, uh, by board certified sleep physicians. Dr. Mariam Mutalak has dedicated her professional life to helping patients improve not only their smiles, but their overall health through her innovative approach to the practice of dentistry. Her passion for helping patients overcome chronic pain has led her to dedicate the last two decades of her career to the research and treatment of occlusion-related TMJ problems. I mean, she's done extensive postdoctoral training in occlusion and complex restorative dentistry, at institutes such as the Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry, Spear Institute, and Las Vegas Institute for Advanced Dental Studies, uh, the International College of Craniomandibular Orthopedics, as well as the Epigenetic Orthodontic Program taught by Dr. Dave Singh. And during her time as a fellow of the International College of Craniomandibular Orthopedics, she developed Mayo Aligner. Now, that's a segmented TMD orthotic that helps realign the jaw non-surgically by relaxing the TMJ muscles to alleviate pain and headaches. And so we talk about that and the whole process of how she started this product, this company, everything, the funding behind it. And actually, if you can go in the show notes below and check out the video version of this podcast, because she shares with us her presentation on how this all works, how she presents it to the patient how it helps out the patient, and so much more. So that's really good stuff. So go in the show notes below, look at the video version of this podcast, and you can see her presentation, right? But we also talk about her practice. She currently owns a practice and how she's implementing this in her practice, how much it's boosted her productions and collections, which, by the way, each case is about four to $5,000 for the practice. And we also discuss a unique system, many unique systems, she has implemented in her practice for the front office, for the back office, for optimal growth. We discussed this and so much more. So guys, without further delay, here is Dr. Mariam Motelak. Mary, how's it going? <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Thanks for having me here today. No, thank you. Thank you for coming on and being a part of this. If you don't mind me asking, where are you from right now? Where are you calling from? Portland, Oregon. 
This has been my home for the past 35 years, uh, but I'm originally from Iran. We, we moved here to U.S. after the revolution. So most of my education was here. I, stay, I decided to stay uh, in Portland, close to my family. Wow. So your whole family lives in Portland? My whole family, brothers and sisters, parents live in Portland, Oregon now. That's nice. I know Voodoo Donuts, right? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> it's out there. And then Dough Donuts, I want to say. Is another one? Uh, star Donuts now. Star you donuts. know, Voodoo and Star. So they have crispy bacon, everything. <laughs> Man, Portland was one of my favorite places when we visited. It was, it was really beautiful out there. Food is really great. And even the, our food carts are, are the best in the nation, in my opinion. So you've practiced, I know you went to school out there, but you, do you have a practice out there or no? Yes, I have a private practice for the past uh, 22 years. Yeah, so what? I've been, um, is general dentistry, you know, I see families of any age, but with a lot of emphasis on uh, TMJ and airway issues, sleep apnea in kids and adults. Okay, so tell us a little bit about that. Tell us about your past, your present. How did you get to where you are today? Well, I started as a patient in dental school. I was a top honor student at OHSU, uh, had dry shoes, popping and clicking, headaches, uh, grinding my teeth. And so I started looking for a solution at dental school and ended up at the oral surgery department. They made me a night guard. After graduation, I mean, the night guard wasn't helping with my symptoms. So I really looked into more continuing education courses like the Spear Center that most dentists are aware of, uh, Las Vegas Institute for Advanced Dental Studies, um, Craniofacial Studies with Dr. Um, Dave Singh and the Vivos, now the Vivos Institute, but also got my fellowship uh, and mastership through uh, International College of Cranium and Medical Orthopedics. And part of our mastership program is besides passing the exam, which I did, uh, is to research and, you know, and, and dedicate to research. Mm. So as part of that program, I developed a more simple solution for addressing TMJ issues. I noticed that a lot of uh, current options were just really invasive and um, not either invasive or not effective. So I developed a system that any general dentist can use easily and help their patients. What current TMJ issues were not as effective? Like if, if you can recall some that were like, oh my gosh, I think we might be using those. <laughs> well, um, you know, believe it or not, and uh, research has shown that about uh, 30% of patients in each practice suffer from TMJ issues. Uh, you know, those patients in the hygiene exam that can't keep their mouth open or the patients that have a lot of bite issues after you deliver a crown or their jaw gets locked during the appointment. Um, these are the patients, you know, that can go on for many years and they... Nobody is there to, to really help them. Unfortunately, there's a gap between medicine and dentistry. And most of us, um, you know, don't get enough training about TMJ treatment at dental school. So I think there's a problem, you know, a fear among dentists that they want to treat the TMJ, but it can be really simple. So the, the current solutions are either, you know, big bulky night guards that uh, basically deprogram the occlusion and if the patient's bite is in the wrong position, uh, it can uh, lead to TMJ. I have a slide that I can share with you so I can explain the anatomy of it and then show you the treatments that are currently available. Yeah, that'd be um, wonderful. For, for the listeners listening on the podcast, if you want to go in the show notes below and look at the video, the video format of the podcast, Dr. M has a slide or she has a presentation. And so she's sh currently showing it to us right now. So if you guys want to do that, 
when you can, make sure you do that. So as you need, as you notice, you know, there's a pathological occlusion in modern societies is very common. All of our kids have crowding. Basically, the soft diet and the modern lifestyle in modern societies doesn't allow our jaw uh, muscles to develop fully. So when the muscles are not developed, when we are just drinking most of our food and not chewing it, the jaws get very small. And that's why the majority of our kids have crowded teeth. When the teeth are crowded, as you see, the teeth are connected to the mandible, which then then affects the TMJ joint. The way the teeth mesh together can throw that uh, joint out of alignment. And that's why you hear popping and clicking. Another problem that can come out of that is actually by moving the mandible to the wrong position, it can not only strain the the muscles of the head and neck, but it can close up the airway. So later uh, research has come up that shows that TMJ issues and uh, obstructive sleep apnea are intimately related. And the majority of patients in modern society suffer from that because of their occlusion doesn't, is not perfect. If you look at our ancestors, they had all nice white jaws, their breath, they didn't have breathing issues, they didn't have allergies. But in modern societies, we have allergies, overdeveloped tonsils, adenoids, it um, turns us into mouth feeders, and when we breathe to our mouth, our jaws don't develop correctly, and it can cause these craniofacial um, issues. Wow. So, real quick, real quick, Dr. M. With this, you said it was because of modern society, mm-hmm. the foods we eat. Can you go a little bit deeper on that part? Yeah. Uh, so because we don't really chew our food, you know, a lot of the food just dissolves in the mouth, you know, fish crackers, you know, sipping cups, all of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mother's not breast, you know, breastfeeding. It really makes our mouth to tongue muscle lazy and it uh, settles more in the floor of our mouth instead of the roof of the mouth. And because of allergies, hypertrophic tonsils, and adenoids, we turn into mouth feeders. Um, so that really causes the atrophy of the bones. And that's why we have so much crowding. That's why most people's wisdom teeth don't come in. Uh, laterals are, are um, you know, uh, turn. Uh, canines don't, don't come in all the way down. That's because we have narrow jaws. And, you know, if we address these problems early on and we expand the palate and address the, uh, the breathing issue, most of these patients are not going to have orthodontic issues or orthopedic issues like what I'm showing in this slide. But unfortunately, because most of us don't recognize it, most of us don't prefer our, you know, pediatric patients out for ortho evaluation early on. By the time they're 12 or 13, their jaw has taken shape. A lot of times they end up losing teeth, ortho extraction. That's why a lot of kids need ortho extraction. But their tongue has developed to its full potential. So even though, you know, after ortho extraction, their teeth might look uh, nice and aligned, uh, but a lot of them have um, either TMJ issues or end up with um, with breathing issues because their tongue doesn't fit in their mouth very well. How early on should we be catching this? Very early. In a three or four-year-old, you need to see if they are showing signs and symptoms of mouth breathing. So and at that time, if the breathing is controlled and, um, and mouth posture is corrected, they can even avoid orthodontics. So, you know, my son is 17. He's one of the other. He's the only one in his class that never had ortho. Because we said the jaw, right? <laughs> Very early on. We asked about options. So, you know, these days, you know, one of the options is um, surgically, you know, advancing the mandible. We've been doing that for a long time. It's done in combination with braces. So that's one of the options to correct the mandibular posture. 
Other options that are being used, you know, are these uh, night guards or mouth guards. They're bulky, you know, a lot of patients don't like to use them. They're limited to nighttime wear, but they really don't correct the problem. They're just managing it. Um, you know, orthodontists are treating the problems with herbs devices. This is a herbs device that you see. But what we are offering is, is a device that is easier for patients to wear and function with. They can wear it daytime and nighttime and accelerate that bioremodeling of the mandible that we're looking for. So in this uh, video, you can see that the patient is wearing a myoliner, uh, you know, that doesn't even show in the mouth and is holding the lower jaw in the same position during function. So what I developed was basically uh, something that fits over the teeth. It's in three segments. You can see two segments of it in this photo and the last segment that sits on the anterior is sitting in the background. So these um, overlays don't need any shaving. We don't need to do any shaving down of the teeth. They fit over the teeth and they can correct the jaw posture and allow the patient to chew and function in a new position. Um, so they can be used as... Um, as a daytime and nighttime solution, or, or they can uh, be used as a guide for orthodontics. For example, uh, this patient, you can see how retracted her mandible is. Um, she was 21 when she came to me uh, in a perfect shape, but she had sleep apnea when I checked her. And the sleep apnea is because even though she was only less than 100 pounds, but the retraction of the mandible, the way her teeth meshed together was causing, was blocking her airway. So by relaxing her jaw and bringing it to an ideal position, we were able to design a myoliner, which is 3D designed uh, uh, appliance, designed uh, to hold and support the jaw in that correct position. So she wore that for a few months. This is where her jaw is right now. You know, and after that, now that we have the correct jaw position, we can go into phase two orthodontics and move her teeth to that position. So we're balancing the bite and you know, besides the bite, we're also balancing the body because once the bite is out of alignment, it affects the whole body and uh, affects the performance. There's a lot of research on it. We actually have an NBA player wearing a myeliner right now uh, to improve his performance. So, you know, when your bite is out of alignment, it's like trying to run with one high heel and one flat shoe. You know, your whole body is out of alignment. The neurofeedback to your brain is like, <laughs> there's something wrong. <laughs> you know? yeah. So same with the bites, you know, so when we bring the mandible to the right position, we actually do like a strength and flexibility test. We push down on the arms or we check the range of motion. And on average, we see immediately, we see like 20% improvement. So athletes find it very helpful because for them, it's the game of inches, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, wow. That's super interesting that the jaw alignment has so much to do with the whole body. Yes, yes, it's, it really impacts the airway. It impacts the neurofeedback to the brain. So when your body is in perfect alignment, muscle recruitment is, is improved and your brain knows that you're in the right, right uh, uh, position in space. Yeah, yeah. Could I, I mean, we probably can't ask, never mind. I was going to say, what was the NBA player? But never mind. <laughs> oh, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> There's a member of 76. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, you're not. Embiid? No, I'm just kidding. No, I don't know. <laughs> okay, no, that's <laughs> interesting. Wow, wow, that's fantastic. I know, that guy has had so many surgeries. He's, he, he should be the next one in life. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I feel like you telling me this, if I was a patient, I would say like, okay, can I see if I'm a candidate for this? Can everybody be a candidate? Can I be a candidate or how does that work? 
Yeah, anybody that has uh, symptoms, you know, so we, we recommend dentists that we train, we recommend that they just add a few screening uh, questions to their everyday, you know, uh, exams. Do you suffer from jaw noise, you know, popping or clicking? Do you suffer from grinding or clenching? How's your sleep quality? You know, do you, do you wake up foggy? If you ask people to, if they snore, everyone's going to deny it. <laughs> yeah. But if you just say, do you wake up foggy? Do you feel like you get tired in the afternoon? Do you have enough energy to go work out? And if their tongue kind of like blocked their airway the night before many times and they could never fall into that deep sleep, they're going to have those symptoms. Actually, studies on 7,000 children showed that there was a close correlation between sleep breathing disorders and malocclusion and uh, ADD and ADHD. So within what's happening to our society, so many kids are put on medication without addressing the root cause, which can just be an occlusion and, and correcting the alignment. And you suffered from this, right? You said? Yes, I suffer from this as a patient. So... I, you know, I felt like I, I could feel how patients feel. And on average, because unfortunately our dentists that are not taking care of this problem, on average patients see about 20 different practitioners in their lifetime to be able to get help for their suffering. And that's wrong. You know, I think as experts of the masticatory system, we as dentists, we need to own this problem. Our medical doctors are not looking in the patient's mouth. They're not looking anything from naked and above. But we see our patients every six months. We can definitely quickly pick up the signs and symptoms of sleep apnea and uh, help our patients, especially after this pandemic. You know, a lot of reports came out that people with sleep apnea were actually had higher mortality rate because this was a breathing issue. (laughs) And, you know, a a lot of people are suffering from sleep apnea. Over 2 billion people are suffering from sleep apnea in the world, but the majority of them are not diagnosed yet. You know, you don't have to be overweight to have sleep apnea these days. Just a small mouth, uh, crowded teeth can give you sleep apnea because it doesn't allow enough room in your, for your tongue. So it's really up to us uh, to recognize it. And now if you recognize it, what do you do about it? You know, a lot of dentists are scared to, to treat it. But I tell you, I guarantee that once you get into it, there are so many tools available these days that can make this treatment easy for for the dentist and affordable and accessible for the patient. And it's really, you know, rewarding. Once you tap into the specialty treatment that's partially covered by medical, it can be really financially rewarding for dentists. We all became dentists to help our patients, you know, to live happy lives. But on the other hand, we got a burnout, we got stress, you know, we got all bills to pay. And these days, you know, with the staff shortage, just very hard. I see that dentists are doing their own hygiene work. They jump over to the front desk and answer, you know, questions, help with the front desk and back. So it's very hard for dentists to keep up and just keep up with all their insurance uh, restrictions. When you practice niche dentistry like this, that kind of like falls into a specialty treatment, you can set your own fees. You don't have as much competition. You don't have to, you know, lower, keep lowering your fees to get people in the door. So it's really rewarding financially for practices. Yeah. I feel like a dentist would think when they think about this, right? TMD, TMJ, sometimes surgery or, oh my gosh, I got to go through so many years of schooling, right? To perform that. I don't feel like doing that, right? So I can just, how did you implement this into your practice? Where can you go wrong here? And then where, how can we implement it the best way for growth? Well, I tried to, practicing as a TMJ dentist. I tried all kinds of procedures that were out there from surgery, from doing full mouth reconstruction on patients, 
So I try all kinds of invasive procedures. And at the end of the day, I noticed that if malocclusion, the way our teeth mesh together is causing this uh, problem, we should be able to quickly resurface the occlusion and use a functional orthotic that patients can use day and night and realign their occlusion basically without the need to shave down their teeth. Because of my training, I ended up doing a lot of full mouth reconstruction at that time. And we were building, building in orthotics in the mouth, like you make temporary crowns. But uh, with 3D technology and, you know, 3D design and fabrication, now we can do most of that in the lab, kind of like how clear aligners do, and then hand those clear aligners with the end goal in mind that this is where the jaw is going to go. So implementation is much easier. You know, most of us dentists didn't even need much training to, to implement uh, Invisalign in our office. Uh, so it's as easy as implementing Invisalign in the office. And plus, you know, that's why we develop an onboarding program so we can offer uh, dentist support, clinical support, clinical consultation. So we can quickly get a dentist onboarded and, and uh, they can implement it in the practice. I have several dentists that had no experience in, in uh, TMJ within the first couple of months, they submitted like 17 cases, 18 cases. Imagine, you know, with this treatment, costing on average, what we're seeing is uh, it costs the patient about four or $5,000. So even treating two patients uh, in, in practice, that's 24 patients a year, uh, you're, you're looking at a $120,000 boost to your production with minimal clinical time. It even takes less time than Invisalign because with Invisalign or, or you know, any, any clear aligners, Patients have to come and go for almost a year, year and a half. Yeah. Uh, but when you do it, when you bring the jaw to a most relaxed position, it's kind of like a three-month program and then patients are done. They're either done, they can just wear it at nighttime, or they can transition into now phase two orthodontics to move the teeth to that position. So we give patients kind of like a way to test drive the bite uh, with myoliner. Gotcha. So this is a great way to like boost production and collection, right? As well. I mean, obviously, like help your patients out, but at the same time to to add a real tangible, like, you know what I mean? Procedure to your practice, to your arsenal. Yes. I mean, dentists are always looking for new solutions, you know, laser treatment, this and that, you know, Botox injections, cosmetics, you know, laser uh, dentists are always looking. And general, that's beauty of general dentistry is that you can do it all. You know, as long as you're not claiming specialty, you can do anything that the patients need. So this is just another way to... Um, add value to your practice, offer your patients something that nobody else offers them. And, you know, with just word of mouth from patients, from practitioners that understand us, you know, you quickly start getting referrals from physical therapists in the area, from chiropractors, from ENTs, because they all understand this. In each state, there's only a handful of people that deal with TMJ. Out of maybe 240,000 dentists that we have in U.S., probably less than 10,000 treat TMJ. So, you know, if you're one of them, that means that you have a lot of patients, a lot of demand. There's a lot of demand out there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I 100% agree. So you charge typically four to 5,000, right? That's what we have seen. You know, uh, we have a doctor that is contracted with the VA and the VA really liked this protocol. So they're sending him like 15 patients a month. So he's reduced his fee to about 3,500 and it's still very profitable for him. You can compare it to an average night guard. With a night guard, you spend 15 minutes on a patient and, you know, it's just a flat appliance. With myeliner, you're helping your jaw in a more comfortable position. So on average, what we're seeing is 5,000. Okay. So where can we see, like, I guess, a struggle here? Or like if, 
where have you seen some hiccups if it's like, oh, there's a hiccup because maybe you're not well versed or maybe your front office did something or maybe something went somewhere wrong on the diagnosing? Where do you see that? Especially not on the diagnosis. What we've seen on the hiccup side is like uploading where we're fully digital. So uploading the STL files, you know, doing a digital file for, for dentists is, is still new. So we change that by accepting impressions or molds. So we can turn it into a digital file. But a lot of dentists still haven't implemented digital dentistry scanning in their offices. Um, so that's the one hiccup we've seen. And just uh, the learning curve is is just very small. And as I said, we have launched kind of like an online onboarding program that we can uh, help dentists learn. And uh, we have a lot of videos on how to deliver and things like that. Gotcha. So basically the person or the, the practice owner, like the dentist, right? Let's just say the associate or whoever, scans it mm-hmm. like that. And then they, you're watching it? Uh, no, we're not watching it. They scan the jaw and mm-hmm. then they upload the SDL files through a HIPAA secure portal. So it comes to a myeliner lab. And then, you know, we you, they either get a clinical consultation with an advisor or if they feel comfortable, they'll go ahead and proceed with making the upgrades. Gotcha. And then the return time is how much? How long? Usually three weeks because, you know, we're, we serve all over U.S. So it's three weeks, including shipping. Yeah, nice. So how long has Myoliner been been out for? Well, we launched last year, middle of last year. You know, we I filed for the patent a, a few years ago and uh, we did our FDA inquiries and all of that. We, we worked on the manufacturing. So I was working with a handful of TMJ experts, you know, in, a, in the kind of like a trial phase. Um, so it's been around for, for a few years, but it was just only available to a limited group of dentists. As of last year, mid-summer last year, where we, we, when we got, we got our U.S. patent, then we had a soft launch. And um, we also launched the onboarding program. We noticed that the dentists needed a few hours of training before they could put it in their practice. Gotcha. What goes behind all this, Dr. M? Like, how are you balancing that with your practice, your family? Like, what goes behind all of it? A lot of hours and a lot of planning, you know, a dedicated team uh, because it's a technology company. So, you know, as far as we are edu, we have an education uh, arm, you know, that teaches the dentists through Myeliner Academy. And then we have the manufacturing that needs to keep up with all the support tickets and everything and quality checks. So it's a lot of work, you know, but... Just seeing patients uh, get results and seeing dentists thrive on this, it, it just, uh, it's a great uh, feeling. So it keeps us going. Yeah. Throughout the process, where can you remember where you're like, oh my gosh, I am just, I'm just going to leave it at this. I'm just going to do it in my own practice. I'm not even going to worry about making this come to fruition, my aligner. Bring me back to that moment, if you had one of them. So, you know. We decided to bootstrap this, you know, we didn't raise money early on, you know, unlike most companies that before their product is even launched, they raise a lot of money. So there was times that, you know, we, it was just really tough uh, to keep up with the growth. And so sometimes I question myself, you know, I'm like, is it worth it? You know, I worked so hard, uh, you know, but it pays off, you know, at the end of the day, they, when you see that, you know, it is my mission, it is my destiny to get a lot of people out of pain. I was seeing the results in my own practice and it just broke my heart to see kids coming in, suffering from this, a lot of adults coming in angry because they spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on surgery and other invasive treatment and they were still not getting enough relief. So it was just my destiny to, to do something about it and just what was working in my practice 
luckily with the help of a good team, I was able to bring it outside, you know, of my practice to the world. And, you know, our mission is really to empower general dentists to be able to offer these simple solutions to their patients and, and get them out of pain and hopefully impact public health. Because with the number of patients that are suffering from this in modern societies, if we all really team up, you know, and start screening patients, and even if the dentist is not comfortable treating it, just screening and referring to the right practitioners is going to make a huge impact on public health. Yeah, it is. It's, it's fantastic. I can only imagine like someone coming to you after getting the surgery done, right? The one you showed me with the, in the yeah. slide. The herbs, yeah. And then coming and being like, I still get the same problems after doing all that. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, what happened? Where, where, where did we go wrong to do this? You know what I mean? Myoliners where it's really not invasive that much, you know, not at all. It's not invasive. It just naps right on top of your teeth. We just teach the dentist how to relax the jaw or if they already know how to relax the jaw and find that optimal bite. They just send us the models and then we, we build these to that position. So because the myeloner is segmented, it doesn't put a lot of torque on the mandible. That means the patients can chew with it during the day. So it's kind of like the insure for people with teeth. It just corrects their jaw alignment. So they can wear it during the day and it's compatible with sleep devices. A lot of people that are in sleep devices or expanding their jaw, because myeloner is segmented, it kind of like rides uh, with the expansion at night. So that's why, you know, we're doing so well. We have channel partnerships with a lot of the sleep companies that make sleep devices and uh, uh, it just goes hand in hand with, uh, with sleep. We recently launched, uh, you know, had a, our, our first conference here in the Northwest called Sleep Anti-MD because uh, they're related. And we sold out like in three weeks. We just have a few more spots left. It was just amazing to see. There's so much demand for it. Dentists are starting to realize that too. So they're, they're educating themselves more on sleep and TMD. Yeah, I feel like sleep blew up like out of nowhere. Like it's it, in the past, like I want to say three years, maybe like when the pandemic hit, maybe people were more aware of it because they're always at home. I don't know what happened, but it just blew up. Right. Besides that, these um, kind of like at home night guard companies, mm. this, several of them blew up too. You know, startups blew up because after the pandemic, people had were grinding and clenching a lot. Um, basically, if your airway is compromised, research has shown that you start grinding. It's not all stress related. You grind to open up your airway. Uh, so because the pandemic affected the airway so much, people were grinding more. And on top of that, the stress, you know, the economic stress and people suffered through caused more grinding. So it's kind of like, like somatopsychic and psychosomatic uh, problem. My message to dentists is just to screen for it. You are the ones that you see the patient every six months, not their medical doctor. And there's so many signs and symptoms in the mouth that you can quickly screen it. And, you know, these days, home sleep studies are so inexpensive. Under, under three, $400, you can have a home sleep study done for your patients that is diagnosed by uh, physicians, uh, by board certified sleep physicians. So the dentists don't even have to do that. We're not licensed to do that. With the home uh, sleep kits, they're usually connected to physicians and you can get a diagnosis. You can put your patient in a sleep device or if it's causing TMJ and a myeliner and help them. There's a lot of demand. And if you want freedom from dental insurance companies, you know, if you wanted to increase your production per hour, specialty treatment like this is another option too. Yeah. In your practice right now, are you accepting all kinds of insurances, PPO or what do you do? Uh, the majority of insurances, you know, but not really the discounted one. 
And we, we build medical a lot. That's nice because when you go to get into Steve and TMJ, you can build medical and they don't have as much restrictions. Um, and you don't even have to build medical when you do this type of things. As long as you kind of like reuse the right codes, you can give it to your patients and they can get reimbursement from their medical. So a lot of our patients, the way it's in their office, they pay cash for, for their treatment and then we'll give them a super bill and they get reimbursement from their insurance. Wow. Okay. Estimate with medical. Uh, you know, with acryl, you know, the, the insurance covers 50% of your fee, for example. But with medical, it's different. So it's usually a range and we just don't want to be caught in that. So the patients pay us. But, you know, compared to surgery or other invasive treatments like full mouth reconstruction that, you know, that is dollars $70,000, it's much more affordable by majority of people. Oh, yeah. Either finance $5,000 or, you know, or use, um, you know, these uh, financing companies that are available. Yeah, definitely. So real quick to recap, the screening questions. I know you said it's really easy. We need to ask and screen the patients, right? The questions is more what we're looking to do. I mean, I know we're, we're looking for stuff when we're doing like their new patient exam and things like that, or we're checking them out again. But um, it's mainly the questions that you're asking, right? Like, oh, how's your sleep or, or what do you think? Yes. Yeah. It's a few questions that they answer in their medical history. And as a hygienist or me are working on them, I'm like, okay, the scalloping of the tongue, I see quite a bit of scalloping of the tongue. It looks like you're chewing the inside of your cheek, you know, so... For the symptoms, we ask them the question, they give us them, the, and that's a conversation starter. And then for the signs, you know, for the signs, we can look at them in the mouth to see if they have a narrow palate, to see if their mandibles shifted back, uh, closing their airway. So those are the signs that the dentist looks for. And, you know, you can usually, once when you see this, you can usually bring the patient back in for more of a comprehensive uh, TMJ exam. It's usually covered by dental insurance, another exam. So you bring them back in and do that, and then you can uh, um, offer them a treatment plan presentation and uh, do a treatment plan for them. Okay, awesome. So transitioning a little bit here, I want to kind of dive a little bit deeper into your, your practice, right? Yeah. How you're implementing this, how it's making it happen and things like that. Right now in your practice, first and foremost, was it an uh, acquisition or a startup that you did? I bought an existing practice, but it was only like four or five years old uh, because uh, the dentist got accepted to endo school. He wanted to become a root canal specialist. So I, it was pretty new, but, um, you know, quickly I started to boost production with the extra services that I was offering to say yes to the same patients, you know. So 30% of patients in an average practice with 2,000 patients, that's 600 TMJ patients that were sitting in that database, but the previous dentist never took care of them, never brought it up. So I was able to quickly turn those patients, convert those patients into clients that could benefit from this treatment. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And then what type of practice do you have? It's general or is it? It's service? a general ministry. I have cut back quite a bit. So I have a partner that also does airway. So uh, I would say about a third of our practice is kind of like general dentistry and a third is TMJ and other is um, airway. So it's very productive. You know, we both work um, part-time less than two days a week, but our take home is probably similar to or more than an average dentist that sees about 40 or 50 patients a week um, because, as I said, production per hour is higher. We don't have to spend as much chair time and you can get to set your own fees. Yeah, that's nice. So right now, if you can pinpoint 
What system would you say is unique in your practice where you are like, we made this system just for this practice. It's beautiful. It's unique. It makes everything efficient or it grows. What system would that be? Patient education, basically from the time that they walk in, you know, my front desk knows how to ask the right questions from the moment they call, you know. So we have actually, with the turnovers these days, we have to type up everything, all those questions. That front desk makes or breaks the deal. Make sure your front desk personnel is educated, even if they have to read from a note, you know, and, and ask the right questions from the patients. Then we spend time educating them, you know, through a nice, we don't rush to a hygiene exam to bring this up. If I see the signs and symptoms, then I'll bring them back in for another appointment, which I can dedicate about an hour of my time educating them. And, you know, once you educate, you don't never have to sell anything. Patients will demand it. And then that way they can make an educated decision and they own their problem. Spending time on that is, is very important. Also, the typical things for advertisement, you know, when we are on our website, we try to set ourselves apart by offering, you know, services that our neighboring dentists don't do. Um, so on social media messages, on your website, and it's the face of your practice. So you need to be um, make sure that your message is clear for your patients. That's good. What are you currently doing for marketing and advertising? If you can tell me like, oh, this has brought in us in the past years a lot of great success. And then this didn't work that well. You know, because I've been in practice for almost 20 years doing this, I don't actually do much marketing. A lot of it is word of mouth and referrals. So as I said, you know, because not majority of dentists in your state are not doing such work, as soon as you start doing it, then people are going to talk to their neighbors, to their family members. They all have patients, you know, or kids that have sleep apnea. They have kids that are going through braces. So the word spreads, you know. And uh, what I did originally was to go and visit the chiropractor in our uh, neighborhood and the physical therapist and just establish some relationship with them. And then they became uh, the source of referral for us. So I have like surgeon's office, ENTs, and physical therapists that refer patients to me all the time. The only thing that we've tried to keep up with is the SEO. So, you know, our website comes up first when people are putting the right keywords. Gotcha. And that's, I think, worth it. But it, it takes a while, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, uh, but it, it, it's worth it. Awesome. So, Dr. Ram, I know you've, you've been, like you said, practice ownership for over 20 years, been in the industry, been doing a lot of research, studying and everything like that. To you, throughout this process, what do you feel have been some of the best companies you've worked with and then some of the worst companies or ones that just didn't fit your mission? Instead of naming companies, I would just say, you know, I used to do like mailers. That was an effective. I feel like, you know, a lot of money went into mailers and the return was not good. What has been really effective has been social media, bringing more awareness through social media, through the website, articles. When I'm featured in articles, you know, that has been really helpful. But you can talk about, you can write blogs. Those are very effective. A lot of people read those. You can um, hire PR, you know, that's that's one thing that has been very effective and just get published and, uh, you know, get an interview in the, one of the best things that I did in like 2005 or six was I got a, a spot on AM Northwest, you know, and they talked about it. So people still watch that video, even though it's like almost 20 years old. So those are very effective too. So people recognize your face and remember your face in the community. You just want to to be that dentist that they think of when these things are brought up. Yeah, especially like 
team do? I think that's like really fantastic that you if you ask the majority of dentists yeah, how how do they treat the TMJ, they either don't do it or they just do a, you know, night guard. Um, majority of listeners are probably that's what they're doing. And night guard, it costs what, two, three hundred, probably $150 for lab claws and $500. So look at the profit margin on that. When you do an orthotic and we align the bite, profit margin can be $4,000. Yeah. Has it ever occurred to you, Dr. M, or like, has this ever happened where people like go to you, maybe like a seminar, they're listening maybe to this episode, they're like, that's it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to implement this. And then a month later, they're like, oh yeah, we're trying, but here and there, you know, and then two months later, they're like, oh, we're busy with other things, but we're trying. How do you maintain the consistency and the motivation high? That's a very good question. Um, I think if they get their team involved, because dentists are busy, as you said, they get busy, they forget about it. And if they get their team involved and they get that team motivated, they can um, implement things in the practice much faster. I notice a lot of conferences, as the dentists come to the conference, they're super motivated. And then when they go back, you know, in just that half an hour or 15 minutes of huddle on Monday morning, you cannot deliver the message that you learn in two days from experts. So, you know, you go with all this excitement and the staff is like looking at it. Oh, gosh, another thing to learn. You know, that's probably not going to be effective. So <laughs> take at least one team member, you know, to, to these seminars so they can see, they can feel the energy, they can feel the power, they can see the cases that the, uh, you know, the experts have done. And so they can kind of like share that excitement with you. And then as part of our onboarding, we're actually offering our, the first myeliner free because we like the doctor to use it on a team member that is suffering. Then, you know, they, that team member has something to talk about. That's why we you know, originally when we did like clear aligners, we put every team members in a clear aligner. They were talking okay. to the patients about it. And they say, you know, a, mark, a patient needs to hear something like seven times before they make a commitment. So they hear it from the doctor, they hear it from the assistants, they hear it from the team member up front before they can take an action. So get the team involved, in my opinion. I love that. You're right. You're, uh, when we were doing Invisalign for the first time years, years back, they're like, Michael, you want to do it? I'm like, sure. You know what I mean? Then yeah, I'll, I'll definitely do it. It's usually free for team where they just pay, pay the lab cost, you know, and so it's a great deal for the team members. You know, like every single team member in my office, I know they are either in a myeliner or they're in a DNA, mRNA when, when we're treating their sleep. So when they see the impact on their own lives, they're going to share it with the patients. And they're there too, for the same reason. They're there to help patients. So when they believe in something and when they experience it and saw the results, they're going to share it. Gotcha. So that's what we want to do. Get them out of it. And if we even could, could we even bring them to the event? Most of the times, most, uh, most events are open for, for team members too at a huge discount. They basically, you know, charge for their food and accommodations, you know, but... Um, but usually classes are at, at a huge discount for team members. And I think it's very powerful. Wonderful. Wonderful. Awesome, Dr. M. So last question, one of the last questions I wanted to ask you is when it comes to the onboarding process for myeloaligners, how does that work? What's the cost for us or what, the practice owner? What are we looking for at that rate? Yeah, they, they can go to myeliner.com, you know, and click on I'm a doctor. Then it would just uh, take him to Myeliner Academy and on their, you know, uh, offers and uh, they can see different packages. So the main onboarding includes about three to four hours of classes online. 
which are each half an hour uh, segments. So, you know, you know, you, after each segment, they can answer a few questions and that way they get their ATD because we're ATD approved Academy of, uh, uh, by PACE, Academy of General Dentistry. So after they uh, do the classes, um, then then we do a lunch and learn for the team. We buy them lunch. We we show the team, give them a PowerPoint presentation, what it is, how it can affect their practice, who is the candidate, what they need to look for. And then they submit their first case, which is usually among team members. And then with that first case, again, comes with a consult uh, for the dentist and, and uh, continues on. And we also give them like a promotional package and everything. So our onboarding is set at about $6,000. But um, usually through channel partnerships and stuff like that, there's some discounts um, with, the, with the seminars coming up with the airway and TMB seminar. It includes the onboarding tool for them. So once they go through that, which just usually takes about a week, you know, by the time they finish their own classes and things like that, they're ready to implement it. And, you know, with the first case, you know, that should pay for their onboarding. You know, I went to LVI, ICMO, Spears. So if I add up my hours, you know, I probably spend like easily two or $300,000. And if you talk to most CMJ experts, that's how much they, they spend. So we try to keep the cost minimal for dentists. And, uh, you know, as I said, most, uh, most dentists are charging an average of $5,000. So it pays for their, you know, the first case pays for it. Yeah. Wow. Wonderful. Wonderful, Dr. M. Thank you so much for being with us. It was a pleasure. But before we say goodbye, can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, myoaligner.com. That's where you can uh, find me and uh, just message message us. Uh, we have a really great support system. So if you have any questions, message us. And within 24 hours, uh, one of our team members will reach out to you and answer any questions. Awesome, awesome. All righty, guys. So that's all going to be in the show notes below too as well. And Dr. M, thank you so much for being with us. It was a pleasure and we'll hear from you soon. Thank you. And that's going to do it for this episode, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. I truly appreciate it. If you can, real quick, before you leave, make sure you leave a review on iTunes. It helps me out a lot. It helps us know here. That's kind of like our northern uh, star compass, right? It lets us know how we're doing or what we can improve on. So please, if you can, go on iTunes. You can go in the show notes below. It's going to be in one of the links in the show notes below. It's going to say leave a review on iTunes. If you can just click that link and it'll direct you to the iTunes page and just drop us a review. Let us know how I'm doing. And uh, we really appreciate that. I really appreciate that. Also, if you want, scroll all the way to the bottom of the show notes and you'll find our sponsors who support the podcast. And if you guys just click those links or check them out or schedule a free demo in case you are interested in CareStack, Mango Voice, Dandy, any of those, that helps and supports out the podcast a lot. When you use those links, you schedule free demos, or you just mention the Dental Marketer podcast, it really, truly helps us out. So thank you so much for everyone who's been doing that. And if you haven't, feel free to go check it out. Just scroll all the way to the bottom of the show notes and then check them out. At the same time, guys, if you want to discuss about this episode, you want to talk to the guests from this episode or any other episode in the past, you can do so by joining the free Facebook group, the Dental Marketer Society, and that's going to be in the show notes below as well. So thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast and tuning in. I really, really appreciate you, and I'll talk to you in the next episode. <laughs>